0: Okay, so we are on chapter 42. We
1: only have a few more classes left, guys. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. We're going to have to figure out what to do after that. <laughs> okay. Turn it over. Okay, so chapter 42. So last week, right, um, just a short week ago, we started this new um, section of and what are we discussing in this new section the section is a a, quite a large section it's 10 chapters long and we're talking about all about emotions and even more specifically we're talking about how to create these emotions that we're trying to create which are mainly uh, love and fear love and awe of God, right? We said all other emotions fall under those two categories, but we're, we're, we're specifically talking about creating emotions towards God and how do we create these emotions? So, we, so all throughout Tanya, we've alluded to these concepts in little snippets, right? So the first time we even started to discuss this concept of deep thinking and deep thought, creating emotions was in chapter, all the way back in chapter three, when we um, introduced the three intellectual capacities. Remember what those are? We have Chachma, which is inception, right? The, the first flash of an idea. We have Bina, which is elaboration, right? When you, when you, develop the idea into something concrete. And then we have da'as, which is focus. Okay. Intense attachment. When you become completely immersed and attached to this idea. Um, A lot of times chachma is referred to as the father. Bina is referred to as the mother. And we went into it then. Why why one's a father, one's a mother. We're not going to go into it right now. But what, what we're bringing this up now because understanding this concept and this specifically das is going to be very, very, very important to what we're going to discuss this chapter. So when Chachma and Bina join together, right, when the mother and father join together, they create babies. What's the babies of Chachma, Bina? Wait, so- yes. No, no. When, um, when Chachma and Bina join together with focus, right? They're using focus. They create, what did we say? We said this so many times. What is, what is the origin? What, is, what does intellect birth? Emotions, yes. So when you put Chachma and Bina together and you add the intense concentration of Da'as, then you're creating emotions. Then you create. You get babies. chabad.
0: You get chabad.
1: <laughs> That's right, but chabad creates the the emotions, the babies. Okay, and remember, what are we discussing in this chapter? We're discussing emotions, right? How do we get to the to those emotions? And in chapter sixteen, so I'm taking you back a little to how the Tanya kind of builds and layers these concepts. So when we are now that we're talking about creating emotions through meditation, it, it's a new concept in the sense that we're developing it into actual practice, but it's not a new, like we have layered, we have layered information that makes this all make sense, right? So in chapters 16 and 17, we were also introduced to another um, tool, which um, was, the second definition of Moach Sha'al Dal Halev. So we learned the first definition of Moach Sha'al Halev, if you remember, was impulse control, right? That was our first tool um, on the baini path, right? How do you become a how do you, you, How do you get on this path? The first thing that you do, the first actionable tool was impulse control. Control your actions, right? Pause. Think before you do. Then in chapter 16 and 17 we introduce the second explanation for mawakhsha al Halev, which is not just impulse control we take it one step we take it one step further the brain rules the heart by changing the feelings of what we're at, of how we actually feel right so before we're just pushing down our feelings right you want to do that okay Don't, don't think about that impulse control, right now um, we're saying, okay, that works for a time, but what's another way to serve God? What's it is to actually change the feelings to want to serve God. How do we do that through meditation, right? The, the think about the right things and you'll create the right feelings. Right. Remember, we also said what you think about is what you're going to care about. Remember all these things that we discussed in depth in previous chapters. So if you want to create a feeling for God, if you want to create a specific feeling, then we need to think about that feeling. Don't think it's just going to happen automatically. Like you have to think about it. Right. So so 16 and 17 is when we introduced meditation, as a real concept why didn't what happened between then and now why are we only coming back now 30 chapters later to really talk about um, how to actually meditate right so we brought up okay you want to think you want to you want to have to create these feelings for god okay think about them then we got very distracted so i'm going to take you on a little journey of all the distractions that we had Till we come back to where we are now and um, how we get there. Okay, so what did we get distracted about? After we spoke, after we brought up meditation the first time, we got distracted on discussing the emergency method, right? The emergency method we needed to create the emotions because we said meditation sometimes takes too long. So we spent like eight chapters talking about that emergency method, right? Then we started to, delve into emotional health, right? How important it is for us to be emotionally healthy so we can serve God. And we trouble, we we, we went through all these different uh, problems, right? Guilt, shame, ego, distracted during davening, you know, remember all those chapters that we learned about all the problems that could happen while we're on this journey. Then after we got there, then we had to spend some time on a philosophical issue. Remember what the philosophical issue is? What's the point? What's the purpose? Why are we doing all this? A had its existential question right? of like, why? You know, why is this happening? And I feel like I have the second class. My job, my, my, my mission in, in life is second rate, right? Sazik is, is really the ideal. And we spent a long time talking how that's actually not the case, right? Then we spent so much time talking about action, right? How action is why we're here. It's all in the action, all in the action, all in the action. We needed to make sure that we didn't forget about what? Intention, right? So we spent a couple chapters talking about intention. So finally, after we had all these things we had to discuss and all of these things that we needed to like get clarified and out of the way, Um, then we come back to the concept of meditation. Okay. And that's where we are right now. And that's what these 10 chapters are. So we have two emotions that we're trying to create. Ahava, which is the Hebrew word for love and Yira, which is the Hebrew word for We're using many different translation, awe, fear, respect, reverence. It actually kind of fits with the different levels of yira that we get to. We'll we'll translate that in different ways. Okay. Love is kind of love. Um, And why do I have poor connection? Sorry about that. Um, Someone asked if the live is going to be saved. No, the live will not be saved on Instagram, but you can um, watch it. On YouTube, and you can listen to it on Apple Pie Podcast. Okay, that was intermission because I just saw someone ask that question. Okay, so what did we What did we conclude last class? We 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 started off with a question. Okay, so we want to create love, and we want we want to create awe. Which one needs to come first? What's the foundation to our relationship? And actually what we learned, which was super cool, is we learned that really it should be the foundation for all relationships, right? So what needs to come first? Respect,
0: right? Right.
1: Love is amazing. Love is beautiful. Love is self-expression. And it's so much more fun than the respect part. But if if we don't have the foundation of respect, the love is going to fall at like, It's not gonna fall right anyhow, right? And we gave the whole story with the flowers and the coming late and all that. So we now know that the foundation is respect. Of course, we need to have love as well, but we're starting off with the awe. And in this chapter, we're actually still continuing um, on the concept of creating this awe, this level of of respect and yira that that we wanna have towards God. So we're still on awe, okay? So um, so chapter 42 starts off with a verse from the Torah that talks about um that we're 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 quoting a quote that Moses, Moshe, is saying to the Jewish people, what does he say? What else
0: does God ask of you other than to fear him? What else, like what else does God want from you other to
1: other than to fear him. So the Gemara asks a question and the Gemara says the phrasing of this makes it sound like the awe and fear of God is not a big deal, right? Like the way it's phrased is like, God doesn't want that much from you. All he wants from you is your respect and your awe, right? So it kind of makes it sound like, get it together. Like, what's the big deal? That's all Hashem wants from you. All he wants is you to respect him and to fear him. Um, and what does that entail? Just refrain from the things that you love doing and don't do it because God wants you to do it. I mean, I don't know. To me, that kind of sounds like a big deal, right? Like this is a big deal. Like why we need to understand this better. Okay. So what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says, yeah, you're right. You're right. Fearing God is a big deal, but, um, and it's, and specifically it says, is Yira, is, is Yira a small matter? Is this sphere a small matter? And the Gemara says,
0: yes, for Moshe. For Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not a big deal. Okay. Well, good morning. Like, but Moshe is talking to
1: us, like yeah, we know probably this experience of awe of God is not a big deal for Moshe, like that makes sense. But what about us? And God, and he's talking to us. He's telling us, right? He's telling the Jewish people that all God wants is for you to respect him, right? So um, Moshe isn't talking to himself. So how does this, how does the the, the Gemara's answer help us in any way, okay? So here's where the Altarebbe comes in and he explains to us in the Tanya, what this means okay so the altar of it says it's it it yes moshe is talking to us to every single jew but what we're saying is that every single jew possesses a spark and a piece of moshe inside of them
0: okay so is the fear of god a small matter um Yes, it's not such a big deal. For the Moses
1: inside of you, it's not such a big deal. Okay? All you have to do is to access that Moses inside of you. Okay? So, um, any questions? Like, if, let's say we were to stop here, like, would you know what to do? (laughs) Would you like, okay, this makes sense now. I get it, right? I want to fear God no big deal let me just access the Moses inside of me doesn't seem very helpful at all okay so where is
0: where do we have room for the divine spark and the Moses spark it's getting crowded in here it's getting crowded inside of us
1: over here like how many souls and how many powers do we have like we have the latent love that we keep talking about and we have we have a lot of things so Perfect segue to, to actually discuss like what, okay, so what is this Moses inside of us, right? What is the Moses inside of us, okay? So um, to some extent, um, the, the Gemara says that the, re, that the relationship one has with our Moses-type teacher, which each generation has, right? Like a Moses type leader um, that performs the function of the Moses inside of you, right? And so if you have a a good relationship with a mentor, a teacher, then you're going to be tapping into that Moses inside of you. And that helps you with your journey, right? But even more importantly, right? Um, One second so before i go to the second one so one way to to access that moses inside of you is to um find that role model right find that teacher that you can connect to and that helps you with your spiritual journey right that access is that that faith right and keeps you spiritually nourished right we all find that this journey of serving god and being in this world is really difficult and going at it alone is probably not going to always be successful. Like we it need, takes a village. We need to have the support, we need to have the community and we need to have our mentors that keep us connected, spiritually connected, our faith connected with our faith. So this is what the Moses inside of us could be referring to, okay? Um and also it's interesting because the Gemara says that it doesn't even have to be a live teacher. It could be also through the books, right? If you have a teacher that has passed or a mentor that has passed and you study his work, that is also equally connecting you. Okay. Um, but what's what we're really going to spend, that's that is an important part, but what we're really going to spend time here talking about is the, the second aspect of the Moses inside of
0: us and the more important part, which is um, the, the Moses inside of us is actually a capacity that's
1: hardwired into our soul, and it's one of your soul powers, Okay we're not at, and so that will help Barbara's question because we're not introducing anything new, right? But one of your soul powers is the Moses inside of you. Which soul power, if you were to take a guess, what soul power would be the Moses inside of you that's going to connect you to your yira, your awe and fear of God? what do you need to create that emotion
0: your godly soul
1: yeah your god yes it's part of your godly soul but it's one of the godly souls powers what did you say sarah
0: another humility
1: no. no well that would be a good one because we know moses was humility but it's actually one of the 10 soul powers that we've spoken about right we have three intellectual powers and seven emotional powers okay It is da'as, okay? Da'as is one of your soul powers. What did we say da'as is? Focus and intense attachment, okay? So when we focus and concentrate on a spiritual concept till it becomes real to you, as real as something that your physical eyes can See you, your which basically means you can use your senses with that is das. When, when you're using the capacity of das, okay, this capacity is hardwired, hardwired into our soul. So, what in a nutshell, what am I saying? The ability to know what you feel, right? So, remember, f- remember, feelings aren't wrong or right, they are what they are right? Feelings aren't wrong and right. They are what they are. But the internal Moses
0: inside of us, internal emotion inside of us, which is our DOS, um, it, it's, it's the ability when we take an abstract concept
1: and we make it concrete. If you think about it, this is unbelievable, right? What are we What are we trying to meditate on? So much of our spiritual journey is taking abstract concepts, the idea of God himself, the idea of our soul, the idea of creating an emotion for an abstract concept. We're trying to create an emotion for an abstract concept. God is an abstract concept. But what Da'as does is it takes that abstract concept, totally integrates it inside of us to make it
0: concrete, that we can actually have feelings for this abstract concept are you with me yes okay we're gonna we're gonna go deeper we're gonna go further okay
1: so um so just like Moshe nourished his flock right his 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 um following right his flock he nourished with spiritual sustenance So too, internally, we have to um, nourish our inner Moshe, right? And perform that function of Da'as. So it takes these wonderful, beautiful ideas and makes them real to you. To the extent that we can have an emotional reaction to these really abstract, beautiful concepts. But if we didn't, if we, if we, let's say we learned... The concept of our two souls, right? Or we learned about the concept of God, right? And we didn't think about it. We didn't focus on it, right? Then there would be no emotion attached to it. Oh, it's a nice concept. Yeah, God. Oh, abstract that has nothing to do with me, right? It has nothing to do with my life. The only reason why God can be part of our lives is because we focus and we think about it. That ability to focus and think about God is taking that abstract concept and creating um, an emotional reaction to it to the point where it's, it actually is a concrete concept
0: to us now. Right? It starts off as abstract, but it ends up as concrete. Okay? So it's,
1: The ability to create feeling from abstract information. Now, we, um, so what's the difference between abstract and concrete? If you were to to just like, in a few words, describe the difference between abstract and and concrete, right? Um, Abstract is something that you don't experience with any of your five senses, right? You can't smell it. You can't taste it. You can't hear it. You can't see it and you can't
0: touch it, right? I got all five. Um, it's an intellectual experience, okay? When
1: we, when we are having an, abs- when we're thinking about an abstract idea, it's something that can't be experienced with our five senses, okay? And a concrete, Concept is the exact opposite. You can feel it. You can taste it. You can smell it. You can see it. At least one of the five senses are being utilized, okay, for a concrete subject. Now, it's interesting because babies and children and animals are very concrete, okay? They don't grasp concrete and inf- um,
0: abstract information, right? The ability to um, think about and you know, ponder abstract concepts and to, in a real
1: way happens as we develop in maturity, right? So when we get older, then abstract concepts can become more real to us. But when you, tell a, when you talk to a baby or a child and you want to talk to them about something abstract, it's not really going to land. They don't have the emotional and um, intellectual maturity for that to work, right? And it's interesting because a side
0: point, What's one of the first abstract concepts that children absorb Um It's justice. Fair. It's not fair, right? Fair and justice is an abstract concept,
1: but it becomes very real to a child when they have the emotional maturity to re- even realize this one got a big, bigger piece of cake than me, this one, this, this one, that. like once they start to develop this idea of fairness and justice, that is taking an abstract co- concept and. Bring it to a concrete reality of their lives. But that also happens at an, a level of maturity. Okay. So, DAS basically is intellectual maturity. Right. When we're using DAS, we, we reached a point where, where we have intellectual maturity. Right. So, it's thinking about a spiritual idea. Right. Um, and we have an emotional reaction. Right. Not just an we're not talking about having an intellectual awareness to this abstract concept, right? That would be like, Oh, Oh, you, Oh, you're talking about God. Okay. Intellectually. I I'm aware that maybe this is a concept, right? But we're talking about having an emotional reaction to this intellectual, to this abstract concept. Okay. So how do we do this
0: by having focused concentrated thought, right? I.E. meditation, right? Meditation.
1: So when we're meditating, what are we doing? We're having focused, concentrated thought on usually an abstract concept that we're trying to create an emotional reaction to. Okay. Now, the process itself requires a process, right? Because this is just an, a reality that we have to address. Is not this does depend on your intellectual capacity, right? So, daas for ev- for every individual person will look different because everybody has a different intellectual capacity, right? So, some people might have to work harder. To facilitate and use, yes, you're born with this ability. You're born with the ability to have das, but to access it and to create it and to use it might be easier for, for some than others, okay? Because we're all born with different intellectual capacity. So the author ever says, um, and we also have different abilities to focus, Right? You can, have, you can be born with a very, very strong intellectual capacity, but zero capacity to focus. Right? Um, so that's a very real thing. Um, so every person's gonna kind of hit their challenges in this process. Either maybe somebody's a little intellectually challenged or somebody's focus challenged, you know? Like, so, or somebody has it a little easier in this area. That does exist. So the author says, But remember, just because you have the capacity for da'as doesn't mean
0: it's easily accessible. It's accessible, but it doesn't mean it's easily accessible. And you might have to work really,
1: really, really hard to tap into it, okay? So I don't know, for me, I can relate to this. Give me one second. I can relate to this because I actually have a really hard time with meditation. Um, I'm getting better because... It I keep practicing, but it's not something that comes naturally to me. Um, My brain wants to flip-flop all around, all over the place. It's very hard for me to have focused attention on one particular thought. So, yes, do I have the ability for meditation? Do I have the ability of DAS inside of me? Yes, but it doesn't mean it's easily accessible. So um, what we're saying is don't give up right? If it's hard for you, don't give up. You just have to work harder, right? And we're also going to talk about two types of work that might be necessary, depending on the individual to get there. We have some preliminary work to do. Um, Kari, yes. Question?
0: Can you possibly give me one in one or two words, the meaning of das, so that when you talk about it, I understand exactly, I can go right to that meaning yes
1: da'as in one or two words would be focus in focus or intense attachment so every time i say the word da'as i'm referring to focus or intense attachment or even you can just translate it as meditation okay okay you can translate da'as as meditation as an intense focused meditation thank you okay perfect okay so there's two types of work. Any, any other questions before we kind of move on to the next section? We're good? Anyone on Instagram? You're all good? Okay. Um, so there's two types of work that we might have to do to get to this place of even accessing our DA, our DAS. Okay? So um, like the preliminary work, the work before the work, right? There's always work. So one is going to be, um, and, you, and the reason The way you're going to know if you need this work is if you're struggling with this concept of das, and you might have to look inward and figure out, okay, so why am I struggling with this? Why am I not able to access this das? And it might be one of two reasons. One is we have to have exertion of the flesh, okay? So remember we kind of spoke about this in... Uh, I don't remember which chapter 29, chapter 29. Remember we said we have, when we have to break our, break our, with a log, right. Break our bodies. Um, so this is a similar concept smash, our. smash, right. Smash the log. Um, so this is a similar concept, but for a different, well, for a different reason, basically we have to examine our relationship with our bodies. Okay, so if we have too much attachment to our physical being and our ego, i.e., our ego, um, and this is where we spoke about this in connection to apathy in chapter twenty-nine, right? Um, In order to access your inner Moshe, you need to be able to remove that obstruction. Okay, and one obstruction might be is your physical self. Right. And you may be that may be covering over your ability to form spiritual attachment. So, if our physical attachment is too strong and we're too invested in our bodies and our ego, then there's not much room for spiritual attachment. Okay. So, if you um, see that you're having a hard time meditating and having focused attention on spiritual things, so one of the things we do is we examine. Well, am I too attached to my physical being? Am I too attached to my physical self? Am I too attached to my ego that there's no room for that spiritual attachment? Right? That kind of makes logical sense, right? How can we have room for spiritual attachment if our physical attachment is taking up all the space? If we're so invested in our body and in our egos, then where would there be brain space, physical space, any space for the spiritual attachment that we're trying to achieve? Right, so that makes sense. Um, so, so that physical um, bond, that physical attachment, may
0: be bringing us down. So that's some place where we might need to examine. Um, the next work that we have to do is we had toil of the of the body,
1: exertion of the body and the flesh, and now we're talking about toil of the soul. Okay, so the other thing that you might come across is that in the struggle is that we have to train yourself to stay focused on an abstract thought, right? So what does this require? When we want to stay focused
0: on an abstract thought, what do we need? Self-discipline. Okay, it takes a lot of
1: discipline to stay focused on one thought, right? So it's not something that happens naturally or automatically. So I want to reiterate the difference. Just because something is um, hardwired into you doesn't mean it's going to come naturally or easily. Okay, something hardwired into you means you have it, but it's not your default mode of operating. It takes a lot, a lot of effort and a lot of self-discipline
0: to train our brain to stay focused on one thought. This is very, very difficult. So if you think about the fact, so what, so what is one way, what, are, what, are, what is one of the thoughts that we
1: want to stay focused on that will help us? um, create, remember, what are we trying to create? This is all coming back to creating an emotional reaction to an abstract concept. What emotional reaction are we trying to create right now? Ding, ding, ding. Fear, right? We're still on here. We're still on fear. all ah, respect one of those things. Okay. So if you think about the
0: fact that God is the King of all Kings. Okay. And he, He's standing over you, watching you, seeing if you're
1: serving him in your heart and in your remember last week, in your heart and in your mind, right? Um, this should automatically bring you to a state of Europe. So even if it doesn't bring you fear, which is a little bit of a higher level, at least
0: it should bring you respect, right? Right? Um, and this is actually is interesting because it actually talks about creating this fear of heaven
1: in the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is our code of Jewish law, which is like halacha, it's like, this is how we live by, right? It's not an abstract concept and it's universal for, for all Jews. So every single Jew has an obligation for this respect for the, our King of all Kings, right? So one of the ways that we get there is in, in vision, and think about the king having eyes on you, eyes and ears. at all will if you're a mom, I'm sure you've said it before. I have, I have eyes back in my head, right? Like I, I am omni- omniscient. God is omniscient.
0: He hears and sees all, right? And um, if this doesn't immediately happen to you, then go back to those two tasks breaking of your body,
1: breaking of toil of the body, toil of the soul. So how do we know that we need to go and work on those things? If you think about Hashem standing over you as a king of all kings and it doesn't bring you fear or respect, right? You have zero reaction to that. Go back to the toil of the body or toil of the soul. One of those two things
0: need work. If not both. If you're me, it's both. Okay? So, um, and remember we spoke about so be, so this
1: whole concept is according to Jewish law and we're obligated to create these feelings um and this is what it means when our sages say this is another one of the 12 passages that the rebbe um gave us as guides for our Jewish life and this one this is what it means when our sages say ya gaiti umatsasi
0: ta right there's a phrase that says if somebody uh, achieves, right? But he didn't work hard, don't believe him, right? If he worked hard
1: but didn't achieve, don't believe him. If he worked hard and achieved, that's the truth, okay? So if you um, didn't accomplish what you want to accomplish, you you didn't work hard enough. If you... Um, worked hard, wait, right. I'm saying the same thing twice, right?
0: If you accomplished, but you didn't work hard to get there. Right.
1: If you accomplished, but didn't work hard, you didn't really accomplish anything. Right. Thank you. I was like, I'm saying, I'm like getting confused in my head. I'm saying the same thing three times. Um, but if you actually do the work and it could be a lot of work you will accomplish. Okay. But you got to think about it. There is no shortcuts. There is no easy way out. If you don't think about these things, you're not going to create those feelings, right? Um, everyone is going to have to work at this process. Some may be harder than others, but n- nobody is going to come
0: to this, um, f- these feelings naturally. That's kind of the point, right? God wants us to like do
1: the work to get those feelings, right? So um, remember what we said last week, right? At least if we can, the lowest level of fear that we're talking about here is just as much as you fear your fellow human, right? Remember we said, you're not going to go sin in front of a bunch of people. You're usually going to do that in private, right? So as much as you are worried for your your, um, reputation and who you are. You didn't want to misbehave in front of people. So just at least God deserves that much. Right. And the problem with that is though, is that God sees everything. Right. So we can never really hide from him. So if we keep in our minds that God is, um, constantly, I don't know why it keeps reconnecting, um, that God is constantly, watching over us. He sees what we're doing. That should give us pause. Do I really, do I really want to do this right now? Like if my mother was standing right here, would I do this right now? Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's so powerful because it's such a simple, like basic human behavior that we, we care what people think. Right. And especially like our parent, I don't know, for me, it would would totally work. Like if my mother was here right now, would I do this? Hell no. Right. Like not worth it. First of all, for the bop, I'm going to get over my head. And second of all, for my own pride. So why can't I apply that? Just apply that to God. At least give God that much. And that is the lowest level of fear, right? That's just basics. But even the basics, um, are tr- it's tricky, it's hard in our, it's hard for us to translate God into, I guess for me, what I'm saying is that it's, tr- it's hard to translate God into that, such a con and such a concrete way, right? Which is exactly what we're saying. We're saying, take God who's abstract and bring him into the concrete, which means that you, you are aware and feel him with you, wherever you are, that's really concrete and God is really abstract. So how do you get there? test are you listening how do we get there if we want to make god who's some that's something so abstract and you want to bring him down to something so concrete that we recognize and are aware that he's watching every move that we make
0: how do you get there i don't know about you guys but i talk to god all the time no matter where i am <laughs> yes but there's
1: a difference between talking to god when you want to talk to him and you're like you want to access him so god I'm talking to you, but there's a difference in recognizing that when you want to kind of do your thing and realizing that God's watching you then also, right? That comes with da'as, the Moses inside of you. You need to think about it. You need to think about this concept that God is the king of all kings. He's omniscient. He is watching over you. He sees you. He's with you. He's totally there at every Moment every second of your day. So that's going to take this really abstract concept and make it concrete. And the only way to do that is with Das, which
0: is the Moses inside of us. Okay. So it's actually interesting because um, why are kids not morally accountable till 12 or 13?
1: Right. Because that's when they receive their ability to have Das right? Hasidus is all about the practical application of the abstract. That's what hasidus is. And that's what, you know, how many times I've told you this, um, when we study Tanya is that we're taking abstract concepts and bringing them into our life in a very concrete way. So that only develops the reason why there's bar and bas mitzvah, the reason why a child does not morally um, accountable till they're 12 or 13 because they don't have the ability to do, to bring the, the abstract into concrete. Once they have that ability, then they're held responsible, okay? Um,
0: so to wrap, to wrap it up, and by the way, by the way, before we wrap it up,
1: something that's abstract, it's important to keep this in mind something that's abstract is going to start off as a concept that's beyond our frame of reference, right? And then, and you just acknowledge acknowledge that it exists, but as you think about it, as you create attachment to it, as you focus on it, it slowly becomes more applicable and concrete. But the first time you're introduced to an abstract concept, it's gonna be beyond our comprehension you know, whether that's in math or science or spirituality, right? Like anytime you're introduced to an abstract concept that we want to make concrete, the first time you come across it, it's going to feel beyond our comprehension, beyond our grasp. But that's kind of the point, right? And then as we think about it and think about it and think about it and meditate on it, then it becomes slowly and slowly more concrete and accessible to us. Okay. So, um, Let
0: me just see here how I want to wrap up class. Um, So to build on the concept from last week, that all, like
1: what what Shimon Baruchai told his students, that all you have to do is fear God as much as you fear your fellow human, right? That's the basics, the lowest level, right? Um, So my awareness of Hashem's omniscience should cause me to check my own behaviors. That's what our goal is, right? The idea and the concept that Hashem is all-encompassing and omniscient just reminds us to check our behaviors, okay? Um, And the barometer, and how do we know if we've reached this
0: level of Yira? How do we know if we got there or not? The barometer is our actions, right? Like, if we are able to um,
1: check our actions, have impulse control, right? Control our behaviors, then we know that we've reached this level of Europe. But if our behaviors don't um, um, reflect, I'm
0: losing my words
1: today, if my behaviors don't reflect that, then we haven't reached it yet then we're not really one with the concept of God's omniscience. So the, the e- it's a very easy way to tell if you've reached this foundational level of respect. Look at your behaviors, right? And it could fluctuate, right? And one, in one moment, we could be like, oh my gosh, God is watching me. I'm not going to do that, right? And that means that we have this base level of respect for Hashem and we're using it. And in other moments, it's not even in our brain. We're not even thinking about it. We're not even using it. We're totally, um, attached to our physical
0: self and our ego. Right? So it can, it can fluctuate. Um, so a more
1: intense level of of yera, which would be maybe more fear or awe or reverence, that comes later. Okay, so we're still working with this basic level of yera, which would, and easily translated as, if you want to translate this lower, lowest level of yera in a way that we can all understand, it would be social inhibition. Right, social inhibition is our first level of yera towards God. Okay. And just bring that, right? Like I said, towards God, bring that social inhibition that we experience in our day-to-day lives and apply it to our Torah lives, right? That's what we need to do. We need to bring our social inhibition that applies to our
0: physical material lives and bring that social inhibition into our Torah life. Makes sense, right? Does this make sense? Does it not make sense to anybody? Do you have, does anybody have like, this doesn't make any sense? I don't accept this. I'm not here for it. Okay. then forever hold your peace, man. (laughs) Um, So
1: don't forget, this requires work. This isn't natural.
0: Just because it's um, hardwired doesn't mean it's natural. You have to work at it.
1: Okay, we are born with the ability to do it, but it's not just going to happen without work. We have the ability, each and every one of us has the ability, but it takes work to get there and to access it. How much work? That depends on your individual ability for focus and intellectual capacity. Okay, Um, so to wrap it up, da'as. within us, which every person has, is our mini Moses. When we access our mini Moses, which is our ability to to translate an abstract concept to the concrete, right? What does da'as do? It takes something abstract and we think about it enough and we focus it on it enough to make it concrete, right? That is the Moses within us. The ability to do that is a Moses within
0: us. And, and to that, to Da'as, to our Moses within us, yeah, is not a big deal. But to tap into it, that might be the big deal. Um, so that is chapter 42. Chapter 42's
1: homework, guys are getting homework, and then we'll do a meditation. Chapter 42's homework is that I, we and the homework is for myself too, is
0: that we want to think about Hashem's omniscience until our awareness of our own behaviors. um, One second. Can't read my own handwriting. The omniscience until our awareness of our own behaviors brings us to,
1: at least having the social inhibition that we would have to our
0: fellow humans, okay? So homework is to think about the omniscience of God to the point
1: where it brings our awareness to our own behaviors, right? And we wanna apply that social inhibition that we have in our day-to-day life to our Torah life too, to our spiritual life. So just think about God. Think about how he's the king of all kings. Think about how he sees everything that we do, right? And we want to behave accordingly. So this should be bring awareness to our behaviors enough that we have some inhibition.
0: Okay, so that's our homework for for this week. Okay, so um, we're going to do a meditation. And then
1: if there are any questions after the meditation, you will let me know. Okay. All right. Take a deep breath now. Okay. The coolest part about doing meditations after we learn these chapters is because we're literally learning about meditation. And I don't even have to make up the meditation because chapter 42 tells us exactly what to meditate on. Okay. So we're going to focus on meditating on the, on respect of God. Right. And we're going to meditate on what we just talked about because we literally don't have to reinvent the wheel. Okay. So we're going to practice this meditation now. So when you're home and you want to do your homework, you have a frame of reference. Okay. So close your eyes, take a deep breath. And the first thing that we're gonna spend a couple, a minute or two on is that intentional breath that we're working on, okay? So we're gonna breathe in through our nose. As you breathe in through your nose, I want you to feel the expansion in your chest all the way down into your belly, okay? Now, when you exhale, I learned something new this week, so now you get to learn it too. Whatever I learn, you get to learn. When you exhale, I want you to feel your exhale all the way starting from your pubic bone. It's gonna take a lot of intention, but our exhale should not be starting from here, from our belly. It should be starting from here, our pubic bone, okay? So that was my inhale, my exhale. Okay, so practice for a few times. Inhale through your nose. It's an expansion. Like you're blowing up
0: the beach ball. Exhale, sucking it in.
1: So think about it almost like as a rolling breath,
0: right? Your inhale, exhale. Okay, so while you are
1: to having your intentional breath, I want you to visualize. I'm going to ask you to visualize something a little bit abstract, but this is what we're working on here. I want you to visualize the da'as in your soul, this ability that is hardwired into us, That is the mini Moses inside of us. Everyone just think about the fact that we have a mini Moses inside of us, a mini Moshe that is here to support our journey. Okay. It's all, it's all here inside of us.
0: Okay, now that we've
1: done our breath work, these are the concepts that I want you to think about and take home with you. If you want your feelings for God to have stability and consistency, you need to nurture your das, the part of your soul that makes ideas personally relevant. In this task, your soul will be assisted by the soul powers of Moshe. Okay, so we're getting help from Moshe with the, with this task. Okay? So if you wanna have consistency and stability, and to make ideas personally relevant, we need to use Da'as. Da'as is acquired through intense Focus of an idea about God so that your mind becomes fixated and attached to it. Okay, intense focus. That's what Da'as is. Let that sit with you for a second. The fact that God doesn't have eyes and ears doesn't mean he's not watching you. He is. Meditating on the fact that God is watching you will help you to have the most basic level of reverence necessary to observe Torah. Okay, so this meditation of realizing that God is watching you Will help us achieve the basic level of reverence that we need. Okay,
0: that is um, that is
1: the thoughts and concepts I want you to go home with, and to con- This is your meditation, so. When we go home and we're like, oh, I don't know what to meditate on. We do know what to meditate on. The altar ever told us what to meditate on. God is the king of all kings. He's watching us. This will bring us this basic level, basic level of reverence. Okay. So bring your attention back to your breath. Let your mind relax. Okay. We're giving it a break. Focus on your breath, your intentional breath. If you can access it again, please do so.
0: okay wiggle your fingers and toes and when you're ready gently open your eyes okay any questions 759 i did so good
1: (laughs) if i say so myself um okay um, if you don't have any questions, I would like to take one more second and read something from the Practical Tanya by Chaya Miller. This is a huge resource of mine. I want to read you a Hasidic thought um, that he kind of puts into such good at the end of the chapter, he just puts this concept into such a beautiful way. So if you indulge me, I'll read it to you and maybe this will also be another piece that will help on this journey. okay? so, This is what he says. Having Amuna, Amuna is faith, doesn't mean that you believe, doesn't just mean you believe in God's presence in the world. It can also refer to the process of training your mind's eye to constantly penetrate the superficial appearance of things to discern God. Just as when a physicist handles a piece of metal, he sees atoms because his mind is so used to looking at the universe through the conceptual lens of science, you too can accustom yourself to see God in every worldly thing. You can train yourself in this discipline to the extent you are aware of God's presence, even in the most mundane practical task, like a skilled worker who trains his hand. So basically what we're saying here is that we can train ourselves to not, to see God in the mundane. Right. And that takes work, but we can constantly keep on training ourselves to see the godliness within everything. Right. And that in itself is a practice of faith and belief. It's not just believing that God's presence is in the world. It's actually seeing it because you're training your mind's eye to see God in every single thing. So I thought that was just a beautiful way to end and something else that you can think about and use your da'as, which will hopefully lead you, um, will hopefully lead you to um, an emotional experience, an emotional reaction to something abstract. Remember, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to have an emotional reaction to something abstract and that is accomplished through DOS. Okay. Have a nice week. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here.
0: And um, I'm going to stop the recording.